You are listening to the Simple Living Made Simple podcast. My name is Stephanie and I'm a wife, mother of four, and the creator of the blog Simple Living Made Simple, formerly winging it on the homestead. I am far from an expert, but I am learning and growing and figuring the simple living self-sufficiency thing out as I go. I love to help encourage modern mothers to incorporate simple living and self-sufficiency skills and knowledge into their busy lives. Join me this season as I interview homesteading experts on a variety of timely and important topics and share with you my appreciation for creating a homemade and homegrown life through gardening, food preservation, cooking from scratch, making your own products, all while keeping it all practical, intentional, and realistic. Hey guys, welcome back to the Simple Living Made Simple podcast. In this episode, episode 49, we are going to be talking about a toy management strategy that has saved my sanity over the last couple years. I am not an expert in organization, far from it, but this toy method strategy has really been a lifesaver and has uh, helped me keep things under control. Uh, And it's called toy rotation. Um, It's like I said, it's not something that I have come up with myself. It's not a brilliant idea I've had, just kind of something that melded into how we handle all the toys that we have and in different ages for different kids. So I talk all about that, how we manage this in this episode. So if you are finding that you are drowning under your kids' toys, or maybe in some other areas, I hope that this episode helps you with that. So let's get started. Hey guys, welcome back to the Simple Living Made Simple podcast. In this episode, I'm going to be talking a little bit about the toy strategy that we utilize that has completely saved my sanity over the last couple of years. Um, if you're anything like me, especially when you have more than one kid, multiple kids, there's a ton of toys that are uh, coming into the house at any given time. And um, this is not by any means something I came up with, but it's something that has worked really well for our family as far as um, keeping interest in toys going and uh, keeping kids playing with certain toys and and keeping them organized and managed. Um, Something that is... uh, can be difficult for sure. Um, and that is what we're going to be talking about today. So um, we have a lot of toys. Luckily, our kids are in pretty close in age. So there, but there are some divides when it comes to babies, toddlers, and older kids and just size of pieces. And, um, you know, the older kids want to build things and little kids want to destroy things. So there's a lot of managing and navigating around all of that. So I'm just going to be kind of, this might be a rambling episode or a stream of consciousness, but I'm just going to be talking about what we do. Um, Hopefully it will help someone that is just feeling drowning, like they're drowning in a sea of toys. All right. So we homeschool um, my six-year-old, my five-year-old, and then my two and a half year old, but obviously she's not homeschooling yet. So we will be homeschooling her when the time comes. But my two older boys, um, we homeschool. So we are at home a lot. And the fact of the matter is that they need things to do. Um, I mean, we we do school and all that, but we also need to pass the time by playing and all that kind of stuff. So I'm not against having a um, good amount of toys, 
um, as long as they're the right kind of toys. And what has been saving my sanity over the last couple of years is toy rotating or toy rotation, I guess. Um, like I said, this is not my my own design. This is not something that I came up with. It's not, I don't even know where I first saw it or heard of it, but it's something that we, I utilize regularly and it really helps. Um, so it also helps in a couple of different ways because our home is a four square house, which means we have four four rooms on the bottom, uh, on the first floor. And so we have a living room, a kitchen, a dining room, and a foyer, and they all kind of like are in one big square. And then it's kind of divided into four squares. And then we have a staircase up the middle. And so I am, I, I it's not an open layout, but I, which is, I enjoy open layouts. And sometimes I wish I had an open layout, but then again, these rooms, it allows for um, ability to uh, partition off or um, gate off areas so that I'm able to have a big kids area and a baby toddler area. And that helps a lot. And uh, yeah, that's important because it helps me keep things separate and keep things safe and keep things um, engaging for all different ages. So we have baby friendly toys that I know I will bring out and put into our living room. And that's like where we have our living room, our living space, our TV. It's where the family congregates most of the time. And the toys in this room are baby friendly. And this room is gated off. So I know that um, the baby is safe in there um, at any given time. The kids can't bring small toys in there. They're careful with food, that kind of stuff. So that helps save my sanity because I'm not, I'm able to put babies in there. It's almost like a large, um, a large playpen or something like that. Uh, so um, baby friendly toys are rotated in and out of that room. Things like um, things I don't need to stress out about, like little people playhouse, you know, like there's little the little people. And we actually um, have gotten a couple play sets so that that allows for a bigger um, usage of those. And then we so we have those. We also have a play food that has been pre-sorted to get rid of any kind of um, small objects or, you know, things like that that could be a choking hazard. Uh, we have a large collection of Duplo blocks, which are the large Legos. Um, we have a train set that goes with them. And all those pieces are um, at a good size for babies to play with. And that all is good, you know, learning things. And I have these on rotation. So they get rotated into our living room where it's gated and baby proof. And I like this because I have them in bins and um, it's easy to clean up also because it would be like, just throw everything in the bin. I right, clean up the living room, all the food in the bin, all the all the play food in the bin, all the duplos in the box, all the people play people in the, you know, the bins and then the play sets along the wall. Um, and so it's something that even the the babies or the toddlers can help clean up. So it also allows for easy cleanup because I'm not having random crazy amounts of toys all over the place. And then I'll keep those out for a week or so and then I'll rotate them. I'll take them upstairs into a bedroom and I'll bring down the next thing. And I really love this because it even gets my older kids to play with the baby toys if I rotate them. So I'll bring out all the play people that includes like princesses and superheroes and animals and all those kinds of things. And when the boys are in the living room, uh, 
with the younger kids, they will play with them. And that teaches them, the younger kids, how to play, um, how to use the toys. And it's just engages them that way as well. And, and that has worked really well. The older kids get excited about it also. So I have those. I also have a couple different bins of like things that are like other baby toys, blocks, um, some soft cars and things. And I just make sure I keep them all together so that when I'm pulling them out, they have um, a set to play with or something like that. And you may find with like a smaller set, it might be something you rotate every couple days or just kind of mix it up, but you're just mixing it up, keeping the toys fresh. And I mean, I swear the kids just are excited when they see them um, come out. It's almost like, I don't know if anyone's had this where they go to donate toys. They pull out toys that they thought their kids never played with. And then the kids are like, but I love this toy. Um, because it's new, because it's been put away forever. So that is um, what is really awesome about toy rotation. For my older kids, we have Legos. My older boys love Legos. Um, of course, those are very small pieces, so we don't allow, we have Legos out at all times in their bedroom. So they have a table with loose Legos, free play Legos, and they, when there's quiet time, when there's free time, they will play with Legos um, to, pass the time to kill some time they'll play with legos and my older son loves legos and he has a huge bin uh he'll play with it he'll go up to his room sometimes and play with it when he just kind of needs to get away from the chaos he's one of those that will remove himself when things are um getting a little too high stimulus i guess for him um and he always has something he's working on so that's encouraged by keeping the legos out all the time i do <laughs> What I do need to do, though, is um, come up with some kind of better strategy for not constantly having those Legos all over the floor. Um, we're working on that as part of his chores for this year is, um, you know, making sure the room's clean, the toys are picked up, and maybe trying to get back um, at some bad habits we've created, which is to just have some Legos on the floor in the bedrooms. Let's see what else. Um, I also, so in the... In the living room, excuse me, in the foyer, we have our school room where we have all our school stuff. We also have um, it portioned off so the older kids can pull out anything that they're wanting to build or play with aside from Legos, they stay in the room. But let's say they wanna get their Hot Wheels tracks out. They have a, um, cars and tracks and sometimes they'll get into building a big track. They can do that in that room and it's pretty safe from the babies to, um, you know, save from the babies from destroying them and all those kinds of things. So they will um, get their, that stuff out on occasion and um, I'll let them keep that up for a day or two and then we'll take that down and rotate something else out. So I think the, the trick to this is keeping things together and that's where the organization comes in. It's like keeping all the cars together, all the track pieces together seems obvious but then again it's difficult when you're managing a bunch of different kids toys um, but keeping things as collected together as possible you can easily pull them out say okay you're playing with the cars today or you can play with the cars today and it's also when kids don't know what to play um you can say well do you want to get your hot wheels out do you want to get this or that out it's a lot easier to suggest things and then of course they still don't know what to do then give them some kind of chore or something um so I like our bedrooms are shared. So I have a bedroom with two boys and then the other bedroom is the nursery and it's got 
Um, you know, we'll have the two girls in that once the new baby comes. Um, so they're small. And so they don't actually play, they don't typically play in their rooms. Um, so that's what we use the foyer for. Um, we might even take, bring out like all the tents or the pop-ups, get those up on occasion, and then they might stay out for a few days. And I don't stress out about it because I know as part of the rotation strategy, they will be going away in a day or two. Um, I don't feel like a push or an urge to immediately take all of that down. And it's something that they understand also that like, it's satisfying to them because they know they can keep it up and show daddy when he comes home from work. And, um, or if it's over the weekend, they can all build together. It's something that doesn't need to immediately come down, but I know that it has a life on it as well. So that helps my sanity. So I think that this method really works uh, because it keeps the toys fresh and exciting. Um, and the kids actually play with them. I mean, I was amazed once I started really implementing this, how the kids actually played with the toys and it kept them busy and kept them engaged. Um, instead of having like a playroom where you have all toys accessible at all times, um, they tend to never play with them. They kind of like gloss over what's there and it's up to them, to, you know. I mean, I am all for kids entertaining themselves and that's why I like this idea because I can pull it out that the extent of my engagement and sometimes in, in playing with them. Um, not that we don't all play games and play things, but like when they're having their free play, I can pull stuff out for them and they can have at it. And they can have at it and it works well for everyone. So if you are struggling with just feeling burdened and um, drowned, like being drowned by the amount of toys, especially following the holidays. I really recommend toy rotation. Now, believe me, I do not have this organization thing um, even remotely uh, down. Um, I'm not an expert in this, but this is one thing that I have found that has really helped our family um, keep uh, playing, free time playing, keeps everyone engaged and it also helps save me stress and anxiety from having letting people keep their you know their tents and their their tracks and all that they're building things all that stuff up at all all the time this method not only is great for the kids to have them you know keep engaged and to play with each other and to um, find that their toys are fresh and exciting but it also helps me and my sanity because it's keeps small amounts of toys needing to be picked up at one time. The kids know where the expectations are as far as keeping things up off the floor and it's not an overwhelming amount of toys at any given time. It also is good because I know there's a there's a lifetime, a life uh, expiration on some of these things. So we don't have to keep them up forever. And I don't have to look at tents in my living room forever. So that really helps my sanity and helps keep the kids happy and engaged and playing together. So I recommend you doing this if this if you think this will help your family. So hope that was helpful and I'll see you in the next episode. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Simple Living Made Simple podcast. I have a brand new guide out that is just perfect for this time of year. The Ultimate Fruit and Vegetable Seasonal Guide is now available and you can grab it for free at www.savemyveggies.com. If you are like me, you have thrown away produce that you just never got a chance to use. I used to do this all the time. 
Especially this time of year, as my harvest starts coming in, it can be difficult to properly store everything and make sure I either preserve it in time or use it up. That's why I created this guide. This guide has everything you need to stop wasting fruits and vegetables that you either grow yourself or purchase at the store. Learn how to properly store 25 plus fruits and vegetables to help them stay fresher longer. This guide also includes a month-by-month -month seasonal timeline so you know when to stock up on inexpensive and high-quality fruits and vegetables to save you time and money. Again, you can grab that free guide at www.savemyveggies.com. As always, if you have any questions, want gardening advice, or have a topic suggestion for the podcast, please email me at info at winginonthehomestead.com. 